to Rough Life. We have quite a load today. This was actually supposed to be a mini transport capped at 25, but we went just a smidge over that with 73 <laughs> critters on the van today. So let's jump right in. Ruffle Butts is a rough collie. She wandered up to someone's home back in January, and the homeowner posted her all over Facebook, but no one ever came forward. I went there in early February to scan her for a microchip, and then I was supposed to take her home, but the lady told me when I got there that she just couldn't give her up, so I just left. Fast forward to the beginning of April, Rufflebutts, or Collie, as we called her here, was barking at night in the kennel where she lived and it was waking up the lady's babies. So she told me I could have her. <laughs> we actually would have sent Collie last transport, but earlier this month, Collie ran up and sniffed a dying raccoon. It was never determined whether or not the raccoon had distemper or rabies or just another random disease, but we all decided it was just not worth the risk if she contracted whatever it had. So we sent off two distemper tests two weeks apart to make sure that she was healthy, and luckily both tests came back negative and she was cleared to go. Wubbanub, formerly Moose, was originally supposed to come into our foster care in February when we had an opening at our doggy daycare foster. But Moose just couldn't wait two more weeks. He decided to go ahead and get hit by a car, breaking his pelvis and forcing us to take him early. Fortunately, the break wasn't bad enough for surgery or amputation. He just needed six weeks of restricted activity. Unfortunately, we had nowhere to put him for that. It just so happened the week after Moose was hit by a car, we were having a meeting with our local jail to start a fostering program with the inmates there. The following week, Moose was their very first foster, so we boarded him at the vet that first week, and then he was able to go to the jail. He hung out with those guys every day, and they took such good care of him. They were so upset when he left, but after being on restricted activity for so long, we knew he would be thrilled to go to doggy daycare for his last few weeks here in foster care. The jail actually took Rufflebutts, the collie, when Moose left for us. Also, fun fact, we could never remember if this dog's name was Goose or Moose, so if you see us calling him either one, just know it's the same dog. We just don't, we just don't know. <laughs> Angel Deer, formerly Goldie, was picked up by one of our fosters in early February. They were driving along the highway and saw her run across the road into the woods. They pulled over, got out, and clapped their hands, and she came running into their arms as fast as she could. She was skin and bones, soaking wet, and terrified. They took her to the vet the next morning because something was very clearly very wrong with her back leg. The vet told them she was five months old, and judging by the healing the leg had done, he estimated that she was hit by a car when she was about three months old. The break was so bad that the bone broke through her skin. Because it had healed incorrectly for so long, he thought amputating it would be the best option. The family, of course, couldn't pay for such an expensive, unexpected procedure, but they offered to foster her for us for as long as we needed them to if we would pay for it. 
And we definitely took them up on that offer. I think she stayed a little longer than they bargained for. But about a week or so ago, we sent her to a new foster to see how she got along with their animals and environment. And she did fantastic. Chico was found stuck in a pallet at one of our supporters' jobs. She works at Walmart, and he was inside the back part of Walmart in the warehouse area. He had gotten completely stuck at the bottom of a wooden pallet, and she got him free and then asked us if we would take him. Quincy May was dumped on a county road a few towns away. Someone actually saw it happen, and they picked her up and kept her until we could get her on transport. Sophie, the giraffe, was picked up by one of our rescue partner's friends. She saw someone giving puppies away at her local hardware store. There were originally 12 puppies, but by the time she got there, Sophie was the last one. Sophie's mom is a registered lab, and Sophie's dad is, and I quote, (laughs) a full-blooded golden lab. If you don't know what a golden lab is, it is half golden retriever, half Labrador retriever. So (laughs) I don't know how it could be full blood if it's two things, but she's cute regardless. Itsy Ritzy was seen in a small cage in a gas station parking lot. No cars or people were around him. One of our rescue partner's friends saw and went inside to ask the clerk why there was a puppy out there. She said it had been there since she got to work the day before. It was actually on the side of their building towards the back when she got to work that day, but she moved it under the awning so he would be in the shade and she gave him some water. The friend took the puppy home and left her number in case someone came by looking for the puppy, but I want to be honest, I can't think of a single reason you would ever need to leave your puppy in a small crate without food, water, or shelter in a gas station parking lot without telling anyone. So if an owner ever does come forward, I will personally make sure they never get this dog back. The G litter of two were found in the middle of the road, soaking wet and trembling after a tornado ripped through their town. No owners were ever found. The two D pups are the doodles that I held back from last week's D litter of 11. Go listen to their story if you missed it, but I am very happy to update y'all and say They made an absolute 100% recovery. We never figured out what was wrong with them, but evidently all the meds and all the prayers were just what they need to turn things around. I was absolutely terrified we were going to lose them. They were some of the sickest dogs I've had in a long time. And they lost a shocking amount of weight in what seemed like overnight one night. But they are fat little things now. I was so afraid they might die, but I am straight up about to kill them (laughs) if they don't leave my dining room today. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I am tore up that they are leaving and so is my husband. It's been almost eight weeks though since I've had my dining room doodle free and I am very ready to do some deep spring cleaning. The P family is a mama and seven puppies. A social worker was treating a client and he told her one of his neighbors in their apartment building just moved off and left the pregnant dog behind. He brought it into his unit, but apparently wasn't allowed to have dogs. So I don't know if it was just his unit specifically or the whole building and the other person was just keeping the dog hidden. 
Regardless, this client needed help rehoming the pregnant dogs, so the social worker reached out to one of our rescue partners, who reached out to one of our other rescue partners, who reached out to us. (laughs) We got her set up in a foster home, and she had her babies the very next day. She had nine total, but only seven were alive. The B family is a mama and eight puppies. They have a very similar story to the P family. They were left behind when renters moved out of someone's grandmother's rent home. The grandmother didn't know what to do, so her granddaughter posted it on Facebook for her. That's when I got a little petty. (laughs) We really did not have room for this dog, and I really didn't even want to pull her and all of her puppies. Several other rescues were tagged in the comments, so I didn't think anything of it when I saw it on Facebook one day. Until a few days later, (laughs) this girl's husband made another post, basically saying the same exact thing, and he posted the same exact pictures. One of the comments was from someone in our area that tries to do animal rescue, but she's really not that legit. And her comment was so rude and so snarky. She said something like, sir, as I told your wife, I am working to find someone to take them. Everyone in our area is completely full. You posting this again only floods our feeds and wastes our time. You need to delete this post and give me time to find a rescue. And I mean, she's not entirely wrong, (laughs) but I was annoyed that she claimed to reach out to everyone in our area and didn't even message Boomville Second Chance about these dogs that were left in Boomville. So I immediately commented on the post and said, B2Cast will be happy to take them. And then Jessica yelled at me. (laughs) But oh well, lives were saved and it's fine. (laughs) Okay, now let's talk about all these kitties. There were 45 cats total on the van today. The O family is a mama cat and six kittens. They were dumped in someone's carport with a bed and everything. The homeowner called one of our former fosters who reached out to us. The kittens barely had their eyes open at the time. Oh, and it was just a few hours before we were getting a horrible storm, one of the worst storms we've had in years. So luckily the homeowners noticed them and were able to keep them safe or they could have absolutely died that night. The L family is a mama cat and four kittens. She actually belongs to my neighbor at the doghouse. They surrendered her to us when they realized she was pregnant. She gave birth to the kittens in the back room of the doghouse. The M family is a mama and four kittens. They were left behind at an apartment complex a few towns away when someone was evicted or moved out. It was originally five kittens, but a tomcat caught and killed one of the kittens in front of their foster while she was running to help it. The E family is a mama and five kittens. They were found in some debris after a tornado tore apart a nearby town. No owner was ever found, and they've been in our foster care ever since. The K litter of four kittens were actually a litter of five. They were found last week at one of our veterinary and partner clinics. She was closed that day, but just happened to come in to check on some of the animals in the clinic, and she heard these kittens crying. Someone had thrown them over her fence into her giant dumpster. One of them was dead, and after looking it over, she realized it died from being thrown and hitting the ground so hard. It was a totally healthy kitten that could have lived such a long and happy life, if whoever this scumbag was would have just brought them to the clinic to surrender them instead, or even just left them in the parking lot. I mean, seriously, who throws kittens? 
Zara is from that same vet clinic. She was taken in by one of the vet techs when she was just a kitten last year. Speaking of throwing kittens, the vet tech saw someone throw Zara against a tree. I, I honestly can't even imagine what the reasoning behind that would be. I can at least understand why someone would throw kittens over a fence into a dumpster to get rid of them, but throwing a kitten against a tree, what's the point? I don't know. Anyway, it's been with them for the last year. All the rest of the cats are from a local shelter here in Florence. I got to do another shelter shopping spree, and it was so much fun. This was our first time partnering with this shelter, and it went so well. I actually went there this morning to pull two cats, Jelly Cat and Nook. When I got there, though, they were telling me about us angels. She's sweet but spicy. So I asked the manager if it was okay if I FaceTimed Dr. Burton to show her the spicy kitty and see what she thought. And I warned her. I said, Dr. Burton is super wonderful, but she can be a little blunt sometimes. Like, she may answer this phone and be like, F no, we're not taking that cat. No way. (laughs) So like, don't let that hurt your feelings. I'm sure it's a great cat. Dr. Burton just needs them to be sweet and adoptable so they're not attacking the team at intake tomorrow. The manager was like, no, no, it's totally fine. I understand. So I get B on FaceTime and I'm showing her this cat, petting the cat. The cat's being super sweet and B goes, yeah, pull her. She seems great. (laughs) And then a couple seconds later, she's like, wait, show me that cat over there. Pull her. Who's that cat beside them? Pull him. I love him. Are those kittens? Get those kittens. A mom and newborns? Get them for sure. We can definitely take them. (laughs) By the end of the phone call, we had pulled every adoptable cat they had. (laughs) And that is why Dr. Burton and I should never go shopping together. All they had left when we were done were two cats that were already adopted. They were just waiting for people to come pick them up. And an old, old, old cat with no teeth that can only eat canned food. And she's been there forever because nobody wants her. So if any of you listening are interested, she is a long hair black baby. And I will gladly go back and get her for you. So because all of these cats were pulled from a shelter, I don't know much about their backstories. Nook is pregnant. I believe they said she was a stray that got picked up. The kennel worker was so sad we were taking her. She said if she wasn't pregnant, the cat, not the worker, she would have taken her home the day she got there. Tubby Todd was a stray, but his whole back, right leg, and hip were freshly shaved when they got him. Like, he had just been at the vet. They checked with all the vets in the area, and no one recognized him, and no owner ever came forward. Us Angels, the spicy girl, her actual name is Demi. She was an owner surrender last month. After almost three years, her family gave her up because they had recently developed allergies to her. Okay. Jellycat was confiscated. That's all I know. (laughs) You know, if there was something juicy, I would definitely tell y'all, but that one word is all I know about her. The F mama and her eight kittens, well, not all eight kittens are hers. I don't know her story or whether or not she came in pregnant or with the kittens already, but I do know right after she got there, someone came in with newborn, newborn kittens and their mom had been run over and killed. So they stuck them in there with the mama and she took them right in. The H kittens were owner surrenders, but what's crazy is 
right after transport left today, the shelter reached back out to me and said someone came in right after me with the mama cat of these kittens. I asked if she was sweet and they said, well, the man came in holding her in his arms like a human baby. (laughs) So we're going to swing by next week and pick her up too. And with that, it is now three minutes to midnight and I have been awake for entirely too long. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Sorry it's a few hours later than normal, but with 73 critters on this mini transport. There was a lot to do after the van rolled out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button to get notified about next week's episode. It's our last transport until June, but you already know I'll have plenty of stories for y'all in the meantime. It's a rough life, but someone's got to do it. (laughs) 